Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ask John Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Cool. Welcome, everyone. And, yeah, call in and talk to me if you want. So the way to do it, there's a number there on the screen. Uh, you're calling it to press one. It's very important to press one. Uh, when you press one, it's like a little hand goes up. And then uh, Tiffany will come screen the call, ask your name, and then send me a text and say, uh, Judith from Oklahoma has a question. And then we come in and then we talk. And it's a great way for us to connect. Uh, wherever you are on your journey, I can help you. And uh, we offer, as you know, lots and lots and lots of information in the Gabriel Method. And uh, we've been creating support programs and videos for, for years now. And those of you that are on the 12-week program know that there's just so much content. Uh, and not all of it applies to you. Uh, what does apply to you? What should you focus on? What's the, what's the most important thing at any given juncture? That's why we have these classes. So we can talk about it. You can also chime in and ask questions. And, uh, and I have Coach Nadia in, in here. And uh, she comes in. She'll come in, and we can talk about the questions that you, that you put in through the chat roll. But either way, we're here to help. Uh, just a, a quick announcement about my upcoming five-day retreat uh, in New York at the Omega Center. Uh, for those of you that are going to that or thinking of going to that, the first thing I want to say about it is that uh, we, we have such an incredible lineup of speakers that are coming uh, this, this year. Um, Emily Fletcher from Ziva Mind Meditation is going to be uh, giving a, a, um, a meditation class Monday afternoon, Tuesday. I think we've got uh, Nicole Sachs from Cure for Chronic Pain. Amazing. Last year, she just rocked the house. Carol Look doing Having for Weight Loss. It's, it's Wednesday, Thursday. Dr. Patricia Reba. We've got uh, uh, Tiffany's coming, who's on the call right now, who's uh, our Gabriel Epic coach who lost 85 pounds and uh, – Help my brother lose 200 pounds. He's going to be there talking. Uh, um, Lisa Schlossberg, who lost 150 pounds, is going to be there. Melinda Jacobs, the uh, cellular release coach, is going to be there. It's just going to be a full lineup. And Heather, Heather, our nutritionist, is going to be there. It's going to be a huge full lineup. But what I wanted to say is that if you're thinking of coming or you are coming, I'm also doing another weekend right after Omega. So Omega goes from... Um, August 4th to 9th, so the Monday or Sunday, August 4th to Friday, August 9th, and that's when the five-day retreat ends. However, I'm going to be there for the weekend. I'm doing another weekend retreat with two of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. They are both superhuman, and that's Stig Sorensen and uh, Robert Payne. Stig Sorensen has the Guinness World Record for breath holding. Uh, he can hold his breath 22 minutes. So uh, there's a video of him on YouTube where he is in a pool. You can watch it. He's underwater 
for 22 minutes. That is superhuman. Most doctors would say that you have brain damage after four to six minutes. Nobody can explain how he does it. He does it through his meditation training and breath training. It is superhuman. Robert Peng also has a superhuman quality of transmitting life force energy. He can touch you and you can feel an electric current go through your body. Uh, he can touch, he did this thing once where he had my daughter, my daughter touched, uh, had her finger on my forehead and he, he uh, put his hand on my daughter's other hand and she felt an electric current go through her. I felt an electric current go through me. Uh, it's unreal. And he uses that electric current that he developed, uh, the ability to, to channel and generate. He uses that to heal people of all kinds of uh, incurable uh, um, diseases. He's worked on, he's done sessions with, for, for Oprah, Dr. Oz, uh, pretty much all, many of the most famous people out there have gone to him. He's humble. Uh, he is amazing. When he was 17, he's, he's, he's Chinese. He grew up in mainland China, and he had a, a, a master monk meditation teacher trained him from the age of eight years old. He spent uh, several hours a day with him from the age of eight. When he was 17, his teacher put him in an underground chamber for 100 days where he just fasted and meditated for 100 days in the dark. Superhuman. It's unreal. Uh, and after he did that, he had this ability to channel energy. Uh, what I love about both of them is even though they are superhuman, they are just so humble and sweet and uh, so honored. So I'm so honored to spend the weekend with them. So we're, gonna, we're going to be doing different meditation practices and Qigong practices uh, to get to the highest level of vibration and power that we can, uh, that we can use to channel into our world, into our weight loss, into health and vitality. Uh, that's going to be the weekend after Omega. I'm going to send an announcement about it out uh, in a day or two, so check your emails. But if you're thinking of coming, you might want to spend the weekend also uh, with with me and, uh, and Robert and Say. Cool. So uh, we've got, I see we've got uh, some callers coming in. The first caller is uh, Catherine from Denver. And let me uh, just take her and then we can go from there. Hi, John. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Catherine? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to talk to you in person. Um, I've been following your work for about a month now. I've been doing a lot of the visualizations. I'm on week two of the 12-week program, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I have a, a really quick logistical question and then a deeper question. Um, the quick logistical question is on uh, the Omegazyme Ultra. I, I'm taking those with every meal except Every morning, I try to do a shake, a really, really healthy shake, and I put um, the probiotic in there. I put collagen protein powder, and I put this uh, this this um, blend of like broccoli and uh, flaxseed, and it's, it's an omega three blend. So it's it's really really nutritious. Hits all the the main points. Should I be taking the digestive enzyme with that since it's a blended drink? I'm not really sure what the digestive enzymes do, if they just help break down food or if I should take it anyway, even though it's a shake. They help break down food. Uh, and, yeah, you, you uh, should take it anyway uh, with the shake. 
You don't have to take digestive enzymes with every meal. You don't have to do it forever either. Uh, but it's really good to do at least one meal a day for the first uh, three months or so uh, when you're when you're on your journey. So it's not a, like you don't have to be religious about it. But what they do do is they uh, facilitate the digestion through breaking through uh, breaking the foods into smaller components. And, uh, and many of us are missing those digestive enzymes, or our bodies are using those digestive enzymes for uh, an overworked immune system. So it's it's a great thing to do. Uh, but you don't have to do it every meal. However, okay. well, that's it doesn't good. matter that it's blended. That's yeah. Uh-huh. I say do, you know, do, it once, do it once a day, you know, with, especially with a meal that you know is going to be tougher to digest. Okay. Uh, things that have, like, dairy or meat, uh, do, do it once a day. Okay. Uh, as far as the probiotics, I just want to say, if you're putting probiotics in your shape, and this is a minor point, uh, I would say to put the, put the probiotics in after it goes through the blender. So, uh, you know, just put oh, it in okay. and just kind of stir kind of stir them in with your spoon or something like that. Just because probiotics are, are very uh, temperamental little creatures and it's uh, easy to manage. Okay. Them, so. yeah. Okay, that's really good to know. I mean, it's a powder form, but yeah, I'll just, I'll spoon them in. They have no flavor. So. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then my deeper well, question, is um, really, <laughs> I'm kind of just looking for support uh, because yeah. I have had um, insulin resistance uh, for at least 10 years, probably longer, um, and I am also 49 years old in perimenopause, and I've been dealing with, I, I work with an osteopath, I've been dealing with the um, hormones for the last couple of years, I take uh, progesterone and testosterone because I'm estrogen dominant. Um, but I just feel like I am fighting such an uphill battle with my age, uh, being in perimenopause, and my insulin resistance. I feel like I've just got the the cards are stacked against me, and so I'm I guess looking looking for reassurance that even I can yeah, make so this program let, let, let me say that um, all, most people that have a weight issue have some form of insulin resistance. You just have more awareness of it. Uh, so all of a sudden, because you have an awareness of insulin resistance, you think it's some kind of rare thing that uh, is going to stop you from from losing weight. But it affects everyone. I had I had insulin resistance, and uh, and I can tell when it comes and goes too. Uh, it's uh, it's something that does come and go. Uh, and is affected by the stresses in our lives. Now, the chronic, chronic okay. low grade stress, anything that activates any of your stress hormones or your inflammatory hormones will cause insulin resistance. So it is something that comes and goes. Uh, the, the first part, the very first person that ever read my book was a lady who was 69 years old. Uh, she had life-threatening type 2 diabetes, which means that really that just means very, very bad insulin resistance. That's all type 2 diabetes is. Insulin resistance. It's like a line in the sand that they draw. Once you type insulin resistance gets to a certain level, they label it type two diabetes. Yeah. So she had she had life threatening type two diabetes. You know, HB one AC numbers were like in the nineteen and twenties, when they should be in the four or fives with blood sugar levels. Uh, she uh, she not only lost one hundred and thirteen pounds at sixty nine years old, her blood her insulin resistance was completely reversed. Her type 2 diabetes was completely reversed. 
the blood sugar numbers were in the four and fives, the doctor couldn't believe it. And I've seen that so many times with people because we approach insulin resistance different than everybody else. Uh, we're approaching it through, through the root causes, which are the stresses. The stress hormones basically tell the cells of your body to stop resisting the insulin. So by, so by focusing on the stress hormones, uh, the insulin resistance goes away. Also by focusing on the stress hormones, the estrogen dominance can go away and, and the struggles that you're having through perimenopause can be minimized. Uh, so I have seen many, many people lose weight that are exactly your situation. You are not in a unique situation at all uh, in terms of being able to lose weight. The insulin resistance absolutely can go away by doing the things that you are doing, listening to the visualization, <clears throat> adding more healthy foods, addressing lifestyle things that might be causing stress, healing your digestion, these are all things that will help make the insulin resistance go away and help you lose the weight. As far as your age, your age is not a consideration, is not a problem whatsoever. Perimenopause uh, is hard. It does make it harder to lose weight, <clears throat> but it's not a forever thing either. Once you get on the other side of it uh, and you're, and you're in, in menopause, it actually becomes easier. It's the, it's the transition that can cause some stress in your, in your body that, we, that can make it a little bit challenging. But it's a short-term thing. Uh, so it's not your, so your age is not an issue, the insulin resistance is not an issue. Uh, the perimenopause can slow things down a little, but you're, it sounds like you're working with all the right people to address that. And certainly by taking uh, progesterone and, and testosterone, that can help tremendously if you do it the right way. So, uh, so I can absolutely reassure you that you're not in a unique situation. There's absolutely no reason why you can't lose all the weight that you want to lose by addressing it in the way that you're doing it right now. Well, that's 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 wonderful to hear. I keep visualizing myself at next year's um, Omega retreat, having lost cool. the weight that I wanted to lose and, and meeting everybody in person. That's my favorite. Awesome. 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 Keep doing, keep doing that. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. Thank you. Thank you, John. Cool. All right, my pleasure. Take care. Cool. Uh, let's talk to Karen from Greenland. Hi, John. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. I hope you can hear me. I can. Yeah. Um. I've just been finding that um, I don't. I know that I don't eat enough during the day, and um, I just you know because I don't feel hungry a lot of the time. I'm more vegan than anything, and um, I I find that I'm flaking out. I feel like I'm about to flake out during the day, which is not too good. Flake out meaning what? You get like lightheaded or? Uh, uh... The mind wanders. What do you mean by flake out? Yeah, it's sort of a bit um, light, lightheaded, I suppose. It's sort of the the pre bit before you're gonna faint or something. So, because um, yeah. um, like last night I went to a, a a wedding and I I didn't even feel like I could get up and and go and get food. So the lady next to me, she went and got me a meal because I thought I'd like flake out on the way back to the table. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got a, a blood sugar issue and, a, and possibly a blood pressure issue um, that that needs to that needs to be addressed. 
Uh, let me ask some questions. Let, let's keep going, though. Uh, in terms of uh, what what is your question, first of all? Let's, let's just, let me just make sure I'm clear on that. What, what's your question? Well, mainly just what uh, what can I do to prevent this from happening, really? You know, because, like, how do you make yourself want to be hungry when you're not? Well, let me just say that it is okay not to be hungry during the day. That's, a, that, that's okay. When do you get hungry, and when you, and when you are hungry, what are you hungry for? Um, when I get hungry, I probably have like left it too long, and then I'm like over hungry. Yeah. Okay. And what time? And is, what time is that typically? Um. Well, it can be about like eleven o'clock, half past eleven in the the morning, or else um, yeah. sort of like later. Okay. Okay. And then what do you, what do you do when you when you do it? Um, probably a um, salady type thing cause, yeah, with chickpeas and stuff like that or else I just have uh -huh. um, I, like I might have like soaked some chia seeds overnight and and put some coconut yogurt and some fruit and stuff with um, uh -huh. and, when and, are you getting, so, and then when are you getting the lightheadedness? Um, sort of well, it can be when I go out during the day, or even at like at night, or was like last night. So, um, but right, but then once I've eaten, you, you, I'm sorry. Let me just get get some clarity. You, if you typically eat like around eleven thirty, twelve thirty, something like that, you've already you're you've already eaten, but you're still getting lightheaded. Is that right? Uh, yeah, later on in the day. Have you not eaten for a while when you get lightheaded? Has it been a long time since you've eaten? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because I noticed last night, before I went out, I had something to eat, but then it was a really long time before we actually got food at the wedding, and it was like flake-out time very close then. So I think you need to have this looked at, uh, Karen. I think I think that uh, it's not it's not necessarily that you're not eating enough or you're not eating frequently enough. I sometimes go very long periods of time without eating. Uh, there there are periods of times where maybe my last meal might be three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and the next day I don't eat till one o'clock. So that's you know, twenty three hours, mm. and and I'm not necessarily getting this feeling that you're getting the the lightheadedness. Uh, I uh, I feel like there's something more to it um, that just needs to be looked at by either maybe a naturopath or a doctor that practices functional medicine, um, um, but just, uh, just somebody that can add a little bit more insight to, uh, to, to, what's happened, to what's happening for you because I don't think it's strictly and they're, uh, related to eating. There, there are a lot of people that are in a similar there are people that practice intermittent fasting where they typically go 18 hours a day without eating. There's a, there's a whole movement of people that only eat once a day. This is a, 
once is a once a day type of people. I'm not advocating this, but but I'm but I'm pointing out that you know there are people that can go once a day without eating dinner. I'm not getting this lightheadedness. Because um, in theory, <clears throat> when your body's burning fat, it's going to give you the energy, it's going to give you the sugar, it's going to give you the energy that you need to not get dizzy. So there's there's a, there's something else that's going on. It may be related to the fact that your body's uh, resistant to burning fat, so that when you go too long, uh, your body's not burning the fat that it should be burning to keep your energy stable. Uh, and that's something that uh, everything that, that we talk about in the Gabriel Method can help with that. But, but I, I think it, it wouldn't hurt to talk to a naturopath or somebody, excuse me, a doctor that practices okay. functional medicine. Yeah, to just kind of yeah, yeah, I'll get that open on. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I used to do intermittent fasting and I functioned very well on that. So, you know, so whatever's going on now is, um, yeah, as you say, I'll, I'll go um, to my naturopath and get that checked out and hopefully we can resolve that because it's not very nice is, feeling like flaking out all the time. Yeah, is there a menopause issue involved? Are hot flashes? Anything like that? No, no, I don't have any of that. I'm 57, and I I never okay. suffered that. So I go. I would go to a naturopath and just see what get get some tests and see what, what's happening. Okay, thank you very much, John. Much appreciated. Yeah. My my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Sure. Cool, let's bring Nadia, Coach Nadia, if we can, and uh, answer some of the questions that are coming in. Hi, John. Hi, Nadia, how are you? Hi, I'm really good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, thanks. Great. Okay, so there are uh, three questions right now from the chat roll. Um, the first question is from uh, Diane, and, but she's having uh, some problems connecting to the show right now. So I'm going to skip her question and come back to it so that she can hear your answer. Okay. Um, the next question okay. is from Roberta. And Roberta says, hi, John. I'm, this is Roberta from Brooklyn, New York. I have a question. I'm 300 pounds, just recently found out I'm pre-diabetic and need guidance at how to go about it, how to go about reverse, uh, reversing this diagnosis as I have immediate family members who are also diabetic, my mom and my sister. Sure. Please give me an idea of how a full day of eating looks like. Well, here's the thing. It's not just eating. Uh, and I just want to point out, Roberta, that I spoke about this a minute ago uh, when I was talking to Catherine about her, about her insulin resistance. And I want to be really clear that uh, pre these are all uh, – these are all the same name for, or these are all different names for the same thing. So insulin resistance and pre-diabetic, if we're talking type 2 diabetes, the exact same thing. So insulin resistance means that your cells are resistant to the, to the function of insulin. They're not listening to insulin. Insulin tells your cells to open up and let some sugar in. If you've got too much blood sugar in your blood, insulin will tell your cells, open up, take some of this sugar, and that's how we lower our blood sugar. If your cells are insulin resistant, they're not listening. Uh, so you get into a situation where your blood sugar levels end up staying too high uh, for a period of time, and your insulin levels end up staying too high, and both of those things cause problems. 
blood sugar too high is the pre-diabetic side of things. Uh, the insulin being staying in your system too long and being too high means that uh, you have uh, it's very very difficult to lose weight. Uh, insulin is the fat making hormone, and uh, because your body's producing more insulin than it needs to, or than it should, because of the insulin resistance, you've got too much insulin in your body all the time. From a weight perspective, stopping your body from burning fat, and that—it's all the same animal. But eating is just one small component of it, and and I want to emphasize it's a small component of it, but it's a significant component. Uh, but it's usually something else that's causing the insulin resistance. Then once you have the insulin resistance, yeah, then eating becomes a big issue. But you still have to address the things that are causing the insulin resistance, such as chronic stress and digestive issues and sleep issues, uh, and any other things that are causing any kind of inflammation in your body, uh, lack, of, lack of proper nutrients, dehydration, uh, and it could be genetic things also. Uh, many of us, if you're from Eastern Europe, for example, uh, many of us have a mutation uh, called the, uh, the MTHFR. There's three different versions of the MTHFR mutation uh, that causes an elevation of amino acid in your body called homocysteine. Um, uh, that's something worth looking into also if you have this genetic mutation of the MTHFR. I'm pretty sure I have it, even though I haven't been. I was diagnosed. I did get my genes done uh, years ago before I knew about this mutation. But I know I have it. My niece has it. Uh, she got tested. She has all three versions of it. Um, and the, the, the solutions are to take... Uh, methylated B vitamins, something called NAC, that can help a lot. But uh, aside from that, the most important considerations are the stresses in your life. So doing things like meditation and visualization, working through emotional issues and lifestyle issues, healing digestion, because this is also what causes insulin resistance, your digestive problems, uh, it elevates your inflammatory hormones. So doing things like having having um, fermented foods and probiotics and more sprouts and salads and live foods and omega-3s. Uh, these are all really, really important components. Uh, the things that do cause problems uh, when you have insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes are the things that everyone talks about, which are the carbs, starches, and also vegetable oils. So refined vegetable oil and any kind of starches and carbs they cause a lot of problems uh, because they keep your insulin levels elevated, uh, and that makes the that makes the type two that makes the insulin resistance worse. Uh, so, from an eating perspective, really, what you want is you want uh, to eat foods that are that are as little processed as possible. Uh, so, salads, fermented foods uh, like sauerkraut and kimchi, uh, animal animal proteins that are grass fed. Um, Super greens, spirulinas, lots of veggies, non-starchy non veggies. And it really is not a, a quantity type of thing. There's no, you can you let your body self-regulate when it comes to quantity. But you, but you want to eat foods that are as real as possible. But you also, the most important thing is you want to keep in mind that it's just one component. If you're not addressing the lifestyle stresses, you're not addressing digestion issues or sleep issues, or the nutrition, the nutritional deficiency issues, if you're not addressing these things, uh, you're not healing your digestion, you're not doing these things, uh, it's not going to work. It's just going to be a very, very short-term thing. Like the tail wagging the dog, the, the food, 
that you're craving is like the last uh, is, a, is a symptom of the issue. It's not and it's making the issue worse, but it didn't cause the issue. So you have to focus on what's causing the issue, and it's all the same. The, the things that will help you reverse insulin resistance will help you lose weight for the exact same reason, because when the insulin resistance goes away, your insulin levels get lower, and your body regains the ability to burn fat. So you need to stay focused on the, on, uh, the full picture, and if you do that, then things will work really well. Great. Thank you so much, John. Now, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Did you say there was an echo? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you better now. It just, it sounded like um, okay. there was a little bit of distance between uh, you and the mic, but it sounds good now. Thanks, John. Oh. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next question comes from Diane, and she was able to get on the show, so she's listening right now. And she said that she okay. is struggling to decide whether or not to stay in her 50-year marriage. It's not an abusive marriage. Oh. It's just dead. And she says, I am tired of being the one who has to bring it back to life, but I am 70, and the thought of starting over again is beyond exhausting. The reason for my question is that I feel like both things would contribute to high stress levels. How do I know which option would lead to lowest stress levels? Well, when you're talking about it from a weight perspective, if that's what we're really talking about, is how these stresses are affecting your weight. Being in a marriage that you don't want to be in uh, affects your weight more than getting out of the marriage. Uh, even if getting out of the marriage is scary or fearful, uh, that usually it's the things that, that we're being pushed to do that are not convenient. They don't fall, they don't fall into the plan. They don't, uh, makes sense. There, there's a lot. They create uncertainty. Those things usually are the things that we're meant to be doing in life, uh, because there's another part of you, your soul, your spirit, that's communicating to you that knows that you have another, uh, another uh, journey that you're that you need to take, and where you are now is stagnating. It's not you're not growing in in the situation that you're in, and because you're stagnating, you're not growing. That's not okay with your soul, your spirit, with the part of you that wants to wants to experience things. Uh, it may be that once you do this, you'll know exactly why. And even though it's if there might be some stress right now, um, there might be some incredible life opportunity that you would not have been able to uh, experience otherwise. And that and that your your soul knows this, but you don't know this. Uh, but once you do it, then it all becomes clear. It's, like, it's almost like in life, you can connect the dots looking backwards, but you know, while it's happening, it doesn't make sense. So what it sounds to me like is that you're, you're being pulled to, to do something else. It's not logical, but typically those are the things we're meant to be doing. And so my guess is that if you went in that direction, that the weight would not be an issue anymore. The weight would fall off and that you would, you even if it, if it feels exhausting now, you would feel a resurgence of energy and life, uh, literally more life coming into you, your soul being, reju being rejuvenated, and you will feel that in your body. Uh, and you will feel like the youngest you felt in years, even if you're 70 years old. That's my guess. But you have to feel your way through that. Uh, you have to feel if that's right for you. Uh, I've just seen it so many times, but you need to feel that. Feel, feel that inside yourself and feel if there's any truth to that. And if so, 
then that's the direction I would encourage you to go. Wonderful. Thank you so much, John. I'm sure I'm sure she appreciates that advice. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. The okay. next question comes from the next question is from Karen, and her question is: If you can't currently alter the circumstances that are causing you a great deal of stress, is it a losing battle to conquer insulin resistance and turn off the fat program? Just to clarify, Not, I am doing visualization, yeah. mostly eating very healthy but have chronic insomnia due to my current living situation. I'm trying to get some control. Okay. Yeah. So my experience is that life has a way of working itself out when we heal from the inside out. So, so if you're doing the work that you're doing, the meditations and the visualizations, and especially if you want to visualize yourself in a better situation, uh, you want to visualize all the love and support that you need and things being different, uh, and, and feel the way that feels. Like if you go into, if you're sitting in a, in a guided visualization and you just feel what it would feel like for things to be different, whatever the situation is, uh, and you let that feeling just kind of resonate in your cells, that will help you relieve the issues uh, from an internal perspective, from a hormonal perspective, so that even though on the outside these things are still going on, on the inside, things are going to be different. They're going to feel different. And, uh, and hormonally, it's going to be different, and it will allow you to lose weight. So the outside world does not have to change in order for you to change internally and hormonally. <clears throat> Keep doing the things you're doing. I would encourage you to uh, get as much help as you need on the insomnia because that's the biggest component because when you're not sleeping enough, that's going to cause bad insulin resistance more than anything and weight issues. So that's a really big part of it. Uh, I often try to do some meditating at night. Uh, I have a blog that talks about the uh, five or six steps for getting a, a, a good night's sleep or what to do when you wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm going to check that out. Uh, I think that if you go on the homepage at GabrielMethod.com, you can go on blogs. You can find uh, a blog where we talk about sleep that, that can help you. Um, but that's a, that's a really – that's the biggest component of everything I see. I also find that when you uh, – change from the inside by doing this type of work that we're talking about, somehow things seem to work out on the outside in some kind of miraculous way. So keep an open mind to the possibility that things can work out, but just stay focused on changing your body from the inside and healing from the inside. And from a hormonal perspective uh, from the, and from a weight perspective, things will work out. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And just so everyone is aware, I posted the link to your blog where you talked about the sleep remedies. Thanks. I posted that in the chat roll, so yeah. you can go and click on that link if you're interested in that. that and that I also wanted to let you know that, yeah, um, Diane, who asked the question about her marriage, she typed in and yeah. said, yes, and thank you so much, John. That was more helpful than you know. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear more about it as things, as, as things unfold, so. Please keep us posted. Yes, for sure. Okay, so John, the next question comes from Rebecca, and her question is this. So I did the New Year, New You program. I've been to many medical appointments to eliminate health issues. I've added lots of nutrition to my diet. I've healed quite a bit in the sciatica pain, but no weight loss. I've been the same weight for seven years since my daughter, who turns seven tomorrow, was born. I intend to come to Omega in August. 
I don't have cravings or overeating. What else is there, what else is there to consider? It's 100% emotional. Uh, I don't think it is 100% emotional. I don't know. I'd love to talk to you uh, to find out uh, if it is 100% emotional because typically, oftentimes, there's, there's a couple of reasons why we end up gaining weight and keeping the weight on uh, after pregnancy. One is emotional uh, and the stress and the extra work of, of having a kid. But the other are hormone, hormonal. Your uh, hormones uh, don't fully return back to normal. Um, so for that reason, I definitely, you said you had many medical visits. I would talk to people, somebody specifically about your hormones. Um, the, I have seen women that have estrogen dominance, which is a common occurrence uh, from, from pregnancy, uh, have great uh, um, benefits from do, doing things like uh, a testosterone cream, progesterone, in the right way of, under the right sequences. So you, you, you might want to look into that um, for as, as, as another possible scenario for you. Otherwise, to try to really determine what's going on, it'd be great if uh, you had a conversation, uh, either on this Ask John or maybe we'll see each other at Omega, one way or the other to try to zero in what's going on. But that's, the, that's something that I would look into right away, uh, whether or not a, t a testosterone cream or progesterone could benefit you. Great. Wonderful. Thanks, John. And Rebecca said that she would have liked to have called in, but uh, she had some guests arriving, so she wasn't able to stay sure. on the call. So hopefully she'll hear the replay sure. and maybe she can call in next month if she has further questions. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. So, um, John, that is all of the questions that we have for the current chat role, but I do have some backup questions from the last show if you would like me to get into those. Okay, sure. Okay, so here's an interesting one from Jamie. Her question is, hi, John, I have a question. I am 50 kilograms, 31-year-old female who has emotionally ate in huge portions of all my life. I have always been 50 kilograms, but on the inside, I feel obese because I cannot stop thinking about food. It controls me. Every decision I make is based on food, and my state of mind depends on it. My father-in-law and my best friend eat very small amounts of food, and they tell me that food isn't on their mind, and they can easily skip meals and not eat everything on their plate. The thing is, they are overweight and have more inner peace and fulfillment than me when it comes to food. My question is, how can this be the case? Well, how can this be the case in terms of the, why they're overweight and you're not? I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. Uh, but that's a, I think that, what she's I'm asking is, that, is yeah. go ahead. Sorry, John. I, I was just going to interject. I think what she's asking is about the state of mind. How can they be so at yeah. peace and overweight while she's yeah. thin and yeah. not at peace in her mind? So that that's I think you're right, and, and what I what I would say to that is that there's some emotional work that needs to be done for you. Uh, obviously, there were some issues probably in your childhood around food and control. Um, those issues are coming up right now, and they're uh, they're uh, kind of snowballing and 
getting worse and worse. And uh, so doing some emotional work, either through tapping or cellular release, uh, to deal with issues around control. Issues around control and whatever the issues were around food when you were growing up. Um, however, food was restricted growing up, or the food scarcity you had growing up. These are the type, these are the type of work that needs to be done right now to get you to that peace of mind. Because there's nothing going on on the outside. You don't have a weight issue. Uh, obviously, not eating more than your body needs. You're obsessed with it, and that comes from some sort of emotional trauma or misprogramming. Dysfunctional programming growing up. So you, you definitely want to do some emotional work on that. That's really all that has to happen right there. Oh, that makes complete sense. Thanks, John. Yeah. Cool. Let's take one other question and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a day. Okay. Okay, sure. So this next question is um, one that I hear many people asking, and it's coming from Pinky. And her question says, my mind just refuses to visualize my ideal body. Is, it, is this normal? Yeah, it is normal in the beginning, especially when your body uh, is thinks is under the mistaken impression that it needs the weight in order to be safe. It's going to resist that visualization. So what you can do is you can feel it. Uh, you're sitting in a chair doing a visualization, and you've been prompted to visualize your ideal body, and you're not able to see it. You can feel what it feels like. As I'm talking to you now, I'm feeling, I'm imagining my body is in a more ideal state than it is. Uh, there's ex the, any excess weight is gone. Uh, you can feel that. So I would say uh, stay close to the feeling. The other thing you can do is you can picture somebody else's body. Uh, so if you look at a picture in a magazine of somebody else's body, and then you close your eyes and you just picture that body, that helps also. Uh, your, your body will make a connection with that. So these are, these are other ways that you can visualize that are, that are extremely effective. Any type of visualization you do is effective. Uh, but when you can't visualize your ideal body, feeling it and, and or visualizing somebody else's ideal body are extremely effective ways to, to do it. Eventually, once whatever the issues are that are addressed and your body wants to let go of the weight, it's really easy to visualize your ideal body. So that's what I would do for now. Does that make sense? Great. Yeah, it really does. And I think that's a very, very helpful suggestion for many people. Thanks so much, John. Awesome. All right, cool. Uh, once again, any of you, we are going to send out an email uh, to give you more information about that extra weekend that we're going to have at Omega. And I hope you can join us for that. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, I think it's going to be, I view it as uh, the pinnacle of my career, really, to be you know, doing a workshop with these two amazing people. I think it's going to be very powerful. So, I uh, hope you can join us for that. In the meantime, reach out in the Facebook group and uh, keep connected with us and watch the, uh, attend the weekly coaching classes that we have. And uh, we'll be here again for another Ask John next month. So until then, have an awesome month and uh, speak to you real soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John call-in day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.